So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have? It's not color. It's culture. S explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in a space Spielberg right did Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural differences. I know, you know, we all know what it is with a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. Huh? That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. Right. So it's a culture. That's what I call a coach encounter. Let's go. I got this. Go. Everybody wants to be like Mike. Yeah, and you're going to be retired like him, too. What the hell are you doing out here, Fred? No! No! Fred, if you're real, you better tell me right now. You freeze, bitch. Oh, shit. I'm fucked. Now back up. Put the gun down and give me a pack of tropical fruit bubblelicious. And some Skittles. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. You know what? You ain't got to do no, nothing, Uncle Phil. Hey, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it, too, didn't I, yeah, Uncle Phil? Did. Got through my first day without him, right? Mm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. To hell with him! What's your name? Reggie. Well, no, y'all heard the motherfucker say your name, Reggie. You want to take a Megan out? Yes, how old is you? 15. Shit, nigga, you at least 30. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream. You got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. What's going on, good people? It's Rich coming back here with you, schoolboys in the building. What's going on, good brother? What's happening? Appreciate everybody checking out the first episode, or I guess episode zero, we should call it. As promised, we're back today going over the career of one Willard Carroll Smith Jr., yeah. um, best known on the streets as Will Smith, a.k.a. Fresh Prince, um, a.k.a. Walk me or want me, man. Uh, <laughs> so... The whole thing behind this, we started, we, we talked about Will and we wanted to make sure we gave him his flowers. You know, he had a couple, you know, a couple of weeks where he was going through a rough stretch on the internet. You know, it gets people from time to time. And <laughs> interestingly enough, as I was going through Will's career, um, I realized that it's not really as, I guess, good as I remembered it to be or impressive as I was expecting when I was just kind of going movie by movie. Yeah. And that doesn't take away from the fact that Will Smith is an absolute legend. Um, the things that he's done as far as for the culture of Fresh Prince alone, I think, sits him there 
quite frankly, Will Smith's the first movie star that I remember. He's yeah. the first movie star that I could recognize and know. Um, so I want to make sure that we give him his flowers in that sense. But he has a very interesting career when you look back on it because a lot of his work, a lot of his great work was done early on. Will Smith doesn't have really a classic per se. He doesn't have a movie that you would really just watch over and over again. Um, even the ones that you probably remember, they're not really good movies. You watch them because Will Smith's in them. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that. We're going to kind of dive into the career of Will. And just kind of starting out, let's go through his resume real quick. Well, actually, before I do that, school, tell me what Will Smith means to you. Will Smith means a, a, a lot, actually, because it goes back to what you said. Like, he's the first, you would say, what, first movie star? So yeah, he's I first would movie say, star I recognize. Yeah, know. and not only that, we grew up together to mm-hmm. an extent, to a sense. Like, and. I didn't realize that until, you know, Bad Boys, you know, when he shared that, that image. But um, me personally, every summer and, and later on, it became around Christmas. But every summer, July 4th, man, we was loading up the loading up the car. Maybe it was Aunt Jennifer. We was with Aunt Jennifer this time. Or maybe it's just me, you, moms. And you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. we was going to see what Will Smith dropped. And. He meant so much to us that we was going to ask. Like it wasn't like moms was like, we want to see the new. Nah, we going in there. Ma, ma, ma. Men in Black. It's mm-hmm. a Will Smith movie. Like, can we go see that? She went, yeah. Like, no, there's no hesitation. <laughs> so that's real. That's real. Will Smith yeah. kind of did that for us. Go ahead. Yes, definitely. So, in the sense, Will is Will's our big brother. Like, mm-hmm. and we grew up with him, and uh, that's what he means. Like. You know, now he's getting older, and so are we. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the that's part of the appeal with Will Smith. He just he's the first, like I say, he's the first movie star we grew up with. He's been mm-hmm. around since I can remember people and TV and art, and even to this day at thirty three, Will Smith still makes movies that you want to go to the theaters. And for the most mm-hmm. part, he he can be a box office draw. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that more in detail because, like I say, when you think of Will Smith, you think of a greater. I was just fascinated looking back at his career. Yeah. And the movies he had done, you think of Will Smith's career going a certain way, but it really wasn't, I guess, as glamorous as you would think. He had a lot of box office success, but when you look at the list of his movies that he's done, it's not a ton of stuff that you like running back to go see. So, yeah. very interesting in that sense. Did you have something else you wanted to say? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I remember like when he said corny, like his his lines... Like, if he said a corny little line to a chick, like, I want to plant one of y'all and grow a whole fit, like, stuff like that. Like, I remember when he said, you, you know the difference between me and you? I make this look good. Like, saying that at school. Yeah, that was you know one of the mean? first like, movie, he's movie one lines we yeah. quoted. Yeah. I was definitely taking notes when Will said something. Yeah, like, without, for sure. without question, without question. So, talking about Will himself. You got to kind of talk about, before we get into his acting career, we got to talk about who he was to the public in general. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Will, everybody knows Will Smith was a rapper, or if you're too young to know that, which I don't... I, I think I think it's common knowledge Will Smith was a rapper. Yeah. Um, Will Smith won the very first rap Grammy. Yes. And... Legend. Interestingly enough, school, I've had this conversation yeah. with you. Salt and Pepper got robbed. Yeah. We'll just call yeah. it what it is. Yeah. Push It was up for that same Grammy, that first yeah. rap Grammy, Push It was up. Um, ironically enough, Cool Modi's Wild Wild West, that song was up for the first Grammy. Yeah. Parents don't understand one. However, I feel if you go back, Push It is still, we still listen to Push It today. Yes. 2020. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I've listened to Parents don't, Just Don't Understand. So it is what it is, but just some revisionist history there. 
But you look at Real's career, he's a rap star, and then he gets into, we break it down decade by decade. So 1990 was the first time we saw Will on the screen. We saw Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And if you remember those early episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will was not good. Will could not act. No. Will almost got fired. That whole thing yeah. might have been over with. So if you look at his 1990 to 1994 run, it's pretty interesting because you had the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with, like I said, it, it starts at Will not acting, Will almost getting canceled, to when you get to season four, 1993, 1994, Will is actually nominated for Golden Globes mm. for Best Actor. Yeah. 1993, he lost to John Goodman and Roseanne. Mm-hmm. 1994, he lost to um, Seinfeld for, obviously, mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. But he's nominated in 93, 94, so mm-hmm. that shows the progression and the star power of Will, and we're going to get into his resume here in a second. But... An interesting thing happened that you a lot of people don't remember. After season four of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it got canceled. Like, there was going to be no season five, no season six. It, it is It was going to be four seasons, and that's it. With looking at seasons three and seasons four, and you look at the, seri- the season finales, you'll see that they were made to with the intent of Fresh Prince not coming back. Yeah. They didn't know if that show was coming back. Will's just kind of... He had a star power. You knew something was there, but that show, for some reason, is something they didn't see working. And in 1994, mind you, computers aren't really a big thing. You're not sending emails to that extent. So it's really handwritten letters. Fans are writing letters to executives at NBC to say, no, we want this show back. Don't cancel this. And that's how you got season five and season six. Will ended Fresh Prince in season six because he saw his movie career was going to take off. But Will had a star power to where people actually wrote in and they brought the they brought it back. If you look at the first episode of season five of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Will Smith's working at a diner in Philly, and they make a whole little joke on it. They send the NBC executives to come out. We need you. We you still in the contract? And they bring him back to Bel Air. So that's how season five kicks off. In the same vein, we talked about Martin and what that means to us. Yeah. Martin's canceled after season three. Even if we have all the outrage, I don't know if he gets brought back because Martin no. doesn't have the same appeal right. as Will. Will right, just kind of the naturally. right people. Will naturally crossed over. Will yeah. was naturally the, the safe person. Yes. Even from his rap. You know, Will came out at yeah. the same time NWA was dropping. Yes. Like, you know, gangster rap. Reality raps, as they called it back in the day. Yeah. Was really dropping and getting heavy. So, if you go with Will, who's talking about positivity and just good, fun nature stuff, versus what NWA and other groups like that were talking about, you know who Middle America is going to gravitate towards. And that kind of led into the whole Fresh Prince persona. It's interesting to think about it because when you look at his film career at that time, he's on Fresh Prince from 90 to 94. He's in three movies in that same time period. He's in a movie called Where the Day Takes You. Yeah. No need to see it. It's not really a big, it's not a Will Smith movie. It's an ensemble cast. He is a handicapped runaway. Like like I say, if you want to have one of those records where you say, I saw every Will Smith movie, feel free, yeah. go ahead and do it. Just don't get mad at us when we say that's not a movie that you yeah, have to go see. Trust me. Check that don't out. spend your two hours with your family. <laughs> um, he's also in a movie called Made in America with Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg. Man. Neil Long is also in that movie. That came out in 1993. He plays a nerd in that movie. He's kind of... He, you see that Will can be funny. You see Will just kind of has a personality of his own. Obviously, you've been doing that from The Fresh Prince, but... Like I said, Made in America is another one you have to see. If you want to see Ted dancing in blackface, um, <laughs> feel free. But other than that, you don't really have to watch that movie. You know what I I, I was thinking about too, and I didn't think about this. Um, during this time, Whoopi was the Oscar winner. Like so, yeah. for him to be in this movie with her and to 
I guess hold his own to an extent is is pretty dope. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely, so. definitely. Like, even though it was a minor character, yeah, yeah, um, he definitely did his thing in it. And then you also have obviously his critically acclaimed movie was Six Degrees of Separation, yeah, nineteen ninety three. That actually that holds a lot of weight as far as the beginning of Will's acting career. Uh, like I said, critically acclaimed. Donald Sutherland's in that movie. Mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland, if you deep in the film history is a legend um, mm-hmm. some people might have him as their goat as far as acting yeah. and mm-hmm. Will held his own in that movie he showed a side that he wasn't always showing in the Fresh Prince and in these yeah. other films so uh, it, there's a lot of things the school you talk about famously how Barry Sonnefeld who made Men in Black one of the reasons he, Will Smith got cast for Men in Black is because Barry Sonnefeld liked his performance yeah. in Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of was the first time, if you paid attention now, that's not a movie for the culture, yeah. but it's the first time if you were paying attention to film, all right, Will Smith might have an acting career more mm-hmm. than just being this silly rapper or this silly kid. Yeah. You might see something there. The reason I like to cut it off, the reason I like to cut it off in 1994 is because if Fresh Prince get canceled in 94, you have those three movies and just those four seasons of Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. It's interesting where it goes with Bad Boys because I'm going to hand it over to you in a second. You're going to get into Bad Boys. But one of the fascinating things that I think about with that movie is you have to... Martin and Will are going to be tied in history forever. Mm -hmm. Not just because of the Bad Boys franchise, but because they had two iconic sitcoms on at the same time. Even though Fresh Prince started two years earlier, you had Martin come in in 1992. It was a product... I won't say a product of Boomerang, but the... Idea kind of generated on the set of Boomerang. Everybody remembers Martin was in Boomerang. Teacher yes. uh, Campbell was in it, and the director Reginald Hudland, he was, he was in very heavily involved in the Martin as far as writing and directing episodes. He saw that chemistry and thought there was something there. He liked the two characters, two actresses, or excuse me, he liked the two actors. So he saw there was something there, and they Martin kind of spawned from that. Mm-hmm. But when you think of 1995, when Bad Boys came out. You look at who names was whose name was first on the marquee was Martin Lawrence. Yeah. So we got to yeah. think about this in that sense. It's very interesting because I know you'll get into it. Bad Boys was the first time we saw Will as an adult. Yeah, definitely. When you think about Martin and you think about Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince, you got a high school kid getting yeah. ran out of city. He needs yeah. protection. He needs Uncle Phil. He needs mm-hmm. Aunt Viv. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got Martin who is an adult. Who has a relationship? Who has a grown? Who has a job? His own apartment. His boys. You never get to see Will as an adult in any of the films he done and any TV. And then when we saw Bad Boys, it was like, I I didn't even yeah. know Will had this in him. I didn't even know right. Will spoke like this. So one thing that you saw is after Bad Boys that Will could be a movie star. Go ahead and talk about Will's run from '95 to '98 because I think that's something to really mention. Oh man, his run from '95 to '98. Uh, Bad Boys, uh, Independence Day, Men in Black, and Enemy of the State. That is, we both can agree. We both agreed that this is his best run. Like these four movies was was the creme de la creme for him. Um, Bad Boys was the beginning of showing, you know, I'm not some innocent little high school kid. Um, I'm, I I can be a sex symbol. Um, you know, the famous shirt scene. Um, cursing. We didn't hear Will curse. He didn't curse in his raps. He didn't. He said hell a couple times. Damn a couple times. You know what I mean? Like, um, so that was brand new to us. And just like you said, Martin was, Martin was hot as, 
yeah. Greece at that time. Like, think about what Martin has given us and to the culture at that time. At that time, yeah. Do the right thing, which everybody should know and yeah. should have a feeling about that movie and what it means to us. Mm-hmm. Talking Dirty After Dark. You have yeah. Death Comedy Jam, which yeah. is iconic. iconic. Like, yes. Top yes. tier Martin. You have Martin and Boomerang. You have Martin and House Party mm-hmm. and House Party 2. You have Martin and the Martin Show. Yeah. The Martin Lawrence Show. So, yeah. you, Martin is scorching hot and yeah. it quickly changed to where you knew Will could hold his own weight. Yeah, quickly, quickly. Um, and then he... So, he, he did that. And then he goes to another level. And now I'm going to show you guys I can hang with the big dogs, with the, with the Bill Pullmans and um, what's the other guy? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. What the hell is wrong with me? Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like, that's a legend. The fly. I don't know if you, man. Anyway. Um, but we'll show that pretty much that movie for me was, he's a scene stiller in that. Like, he, anytime he's on screen, you're stopping what you're doing and you're watching it. Um, Jeff Goldblum has that mo- those moments too, but but Will definitely, you know, those one-liners and and just that 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 swagger. You know, he brings a swagger to your movie. That's just nobody can bring that. If you're looking for swag during this time, you call Will Smith for it. And then after that, he 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 hit us again with the with the I'm a I'm a hold my own with the big dogs because Tommy Lee Jones uh, is a legend without yeah. question. And I think thinking about it now, I think that this was the the movie to get um your dad there, your your granddad, because they know Tommy Lee Jones for serious movies. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, man, what's this about? And he's with that one kid uh, from that one show. Uh, yeah, what yeah, is? That's you know what I mean? Was That's how it was then. then. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. You couldn't Google and then be like, Will Smith wasn't Will Smith yeah, then. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know him from so, that. Yeah, so that was to get them there. And, and one of the interesting facts that I found about this movie when I was looking into it was Barry Seinfeld, when he made this movie, he didn't he wanted Will to do what Will did, but he didn't want Tommy Lee Jones to be funny. So Tommy Lee Jones was upset in a few scenes that he didn't get to he didn't get to get off. Like he's watching Will and the, you know, the, 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 the cast and everybody's cracking up at Will and He's like, man, I could be funny. I want to, you know, I want to throw a couple. And Barry's like, no, that's not your, your character will be funny by being straight. You know what I mean? Like by not being funny. So. And I will, I, I got to agree with Barry Sonnefeld because I yes. just watched Men in Black and Tommy Lee Jones is hilarious <laughs> yes. in that movie. Yes. Like hilarious. If, Definitely. You, if you enjoy dry sense of humor yes. and just kind of, just that, that off comedy, Thornton. like yeah. he, he's hilarious in that movie yeah. and it played perfectly with Will. And Tommy Lee Jones was scorching at the time. He is obviously he, he made his own mark, but I mean Fugitive and just other mm-hmm. he, you knew Tommy Lee Jones. He was yeah. the headliner in that movie, but yes. you came to see Will. You came to see Will. That was most yeah. important. Um, it's funny because when you talk about Men in Black, it's one of my favorite Will Smith performances. Will wasn't really a full time A lister yet. Like I said, Will didn't lead no. the marquee on this. Tommy no. Lee Jones did, no. which you understand. Yeah. By the time this movie ended, all of that changed. But even with all that. Jay wasn't made from Will Smith. Barry Sonnefeld's on record saying that he didn't have a black man in mind for Agent J. Right. This role was originally offered to Chris O'Donnell. Mm. And if you know Chris O'Donnell, he's on CSI with mm. LL Cool J. He's, uh, he was Robin in those Batman Forever and Batman and Robin movies back in the 90s, yeah. late 90s. But Chris O'Donnell was offered that role. He turned it down. Then yeah. I think David Schwimmer, who's from Friends, he Friends, turned yeah. that role down. And then... Yeah. His wife actually liked him from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And like we said earlier, mm-hmm. Barry Sonnefeld liked him from um, Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah. So that's how Will Smith got his shot. And 
the rest, as they say, is history. Sometimes all you need is an opportunity. And right. Will took that and ran with it because Men in Black was just a hit, yeah. a success. And what he did from that point made him a movie star. Yeah. Uh, the next one on there is uh, well, how he finished off 98. Enemy of the State. I don't know if you agree with this, but I would say that this... We got glimpses of this in Independence Day of like him giving you a good acting, quick little... You know, good acting, but Enemy of the State, I feel, was like his first role where he showed you, like, yo, I can act, like, I can do this, and I and I'm on the screen with Gene Hackman, John Voight, um, many other people in this movie, but like he held his own, um, and like I told Big Bro, like, yo, when I heard him say motherfucker, like, with that er on it, when he was talking about the very first, like, I knew it. I'm like, oh yeah, he he came to act. He ain't come to play with y'all. Like, I'm not. I'm not Will Smith. I'm this guy. So to close off 98, finish it off with uh, Enemy of the State. And uh, we're going to get more into that because we have our own little little list and personal stuff. So we'll get more into that later. You, you kind of realize, you forget that Big Willie Weekend was a thing. Um, if you go to 96, Independence Day, 97, Men in Black, they called that Big Willie Weekend. Mm -hmm. I can't reiterate that enough. <laughs> They called that big... When it was July 4th, you knew Will Smith was dropping something and it was going to be dope. I just think that's important of the, the pull that Will had. And to round out 98, he had Big Willie Style. Oh, yeah. And Big Willie Style yeah. was just a I staple. Had, yeah, like, I, yeah, I was 11 years old. You were a lot nine. Of, a, lot of, a lot of people had it. So five of, million. Yeah, you had, a lot of people <laughs> had Big Willie Style. You can't stun on it. You can't front on mm -hmm. it. And if you are age... Depending on your parenting, no diss or nothing like that, but depending yeah. on your parenting, that might have been the first rap album you had because yeah, it was yeah, clean yeah. and it was hot. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was Will Smith. He was scorching. Like you can't deny what he had. So it's interesting. After '98, like a like school said, that was his best run. He ends out the decade with Wild Wild West, and we'll discuss that here a sec shortly. Um, and Legend of Bagger Vance. Legend of Bagger Vance. If you haven't seen it, is Trash. not a movie you need to. Go watch. See it if you want to, but, you know, I'm not with it. Um, 2001 in school, I'll let you take this over as we get the first Big Will performance. The the time, the, Will got commissioned. You know what I mean? Will Will yeah. got assigned to this role. Yeah. Like, Will was, yeah. this is the one Will was called for. Yeah. And interestingly enough, it's one of those roles where you can't, there's not a lot of roles in movie history where you can't see anybody else playing that role. And I think what Will Smith did in Ali, I couldn't imagine anybody else playing Muhammad Ali. In 2002, Will Smith goes on this run. Schoolboy, I'm going to have you take this over here in a second, but I want to make sure everybody understands what I'm about to say. Will Smith went on an eight-movie run where those movies grossed $100 million. Mm -hmm. Eight straight. Not eight total, eight straight. Eight straight movies gross $100 million. If you're not like a movie nerd to the level mm -hmm. of me in school, let me just put it to you like this way. That'll never be done again. Never. It will never be done again. Never. Especially the way movies are now. You got COVID. Who knows if movies are ever going to be what they used to be. Right. So I'm just going to go ahead and give y'all this list. Because if you're anything like me, even as much as I think I know about movies, I thought it started earlier. But Men in Black 2... Bad Boys 2, I Robot, Shark Tale, Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness, I Am Legend, Hancock. That's eight straight. And not a single classic. 
That's that what, so that's what's funny because <laughs> if you asked me, and we actually did this, if you would have told me that Will Smith had eight straight $100 million movies, I ASAP would have started at Independence Day. Because yeah. I know Bad Boys only made like $70 million. It might have made some more gross, but I don't know if it crossed $100 million, um in the theaters. But Independence Day, I would have thought, you know, it's the second highest grossing movie he passed, you know, since Jurassic Park. I think that's on the list, but it's not. Yeah. It's a sequel. Like you said, 02 and Will had a run from 95 to 2008 where he yeah. released a movie every year. Yep. You kind of forget that when mm-hmm. it comes to Will, but he released a movie every single year from 95 to 98. I don't think there was any year where he had more than one movie come out per year. Right. But those movies aren't necessarily good or classics. Men in Black 2 is the worst Men in Black that he's made. Yeah. I think that's easy to say. Um, you got Bad Boys 2, which was an event. That's a movie mm-hmm. that I still love and enjoy. Yes. I'm not going to say anything bad about Bad Boys 2, you know what I mean, and what it means to me. Um, I, Robot is a movie where it's just kind of like, all right, cool. Shark Tale, animated, Hitch, first rom-com. Yeah. You get Pursuit of Happiness, which I think is in his top two acting performances. Yeah. You look at that in Ali, and you look at I Am Legend and Hancock, what those movies were projected to do. What they did in the theaters, not even projected, because yeah. they were big movie events, but they're not movies that you're running out to go see again. They're not movies right. that are necessarily in your collection. So yeah. I think that's one thing that's to keep in mind. Like I said, we'll run through his movie list here shortly, but that run, as crazy as it was... That's the star. That's the star power of Will. Because yeah. those aren't good movies. That no. just lets you know you want to see Will Smith on the big screen. Yeah, for sure. Me and you definitely have had words about Will, and I'm sorry that you might you've been you've been right. Like I've when we when I sat down to make that these lists and things of certain things, I'm like, damn, Will. I thought that was a clap. No, that ain't no cloud. Let me watch it. Then I sit down and watch it. I'm like, damn, that's not a classic. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a good Will performance. Like, yeah. Will did his thing, you know. So, I I hate that. I hate that. I yeah. thought Will had classics. Yeah, so in 2008, Will, like I said, he drops Hancock, which is the last of his eight-movie run. Mm-hmm. And then that same year, he drops Seven Pounds. I don't think anybody's running to go see that again. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what it is with that. But he does seven pounds in 2008. Then he takes a four-year break where it doesn't come back on the screen until 2012 when you get Men in Black 3, which I personally, you know, it's decent. Um, the famous story between you and I, you told me, you saw Men in Black 3 in theaters. Yes. I didn't see it until yeah. years after it came out, maybe three or four years after. And you had told me it was trash not to go yeah. see it. And I remember seeing it for the first time and calling you like, yo, man. Men in Black 3 was decent. It wasn't that yeah. bad. It wasn't Men in Black, but it wasn't that bad. It was worth seeing. And you had an interesting take on that. Um, so I believe that this why I feel it was trash was that was the first time where I thought Will was looking old. Like he looked old and that made me feel old because that's like I said earlier, that's our big brother. Like he's been with us since ninety five consistently every year. Then he takes this four year hiatus. I ain't seen my brother in four years. You know how that sounds? So when he comes back and I'm I'm ready, I'm hype, I'm there first day, I'm IMAX, like uh and IMAX didn't do my guy justice and I was I was hurt. So he just didn't look the same. I was hurt. And I, yeah, I it's kinda you gotta you gotta face your own mortality. Yeah, at that point. I deem that shit trash immediately. I'm like, Oh, this shit trash. <laughs> yeah, man. So just to wrap up the decade with Will, um twenty thirteen he does After Earth, which I'll go ahead and save you the Super time. Trash. That's his worst performance. That's the worst movie he's probably been in. 
Um, even the ensemble sets, like that's after Earth is trash. Like it's yeah, terrible. It's not it's good. Terrible. Um, whatever. Like if you saw it, I'm sorry. I apologize to you. A couple other notables. He did Focus and Concussion in 2015. He did Suicide Squad and Collateral Beauty in 2016. Bright in 2017. That's the one that went straight to Netflix. I think that's when Netflix was really showing showing their flex. Yeah. And they were really tossing out dollars for these stand ups yeah. and you getting an actor like Will Smith to do a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. That's when you knew things were kinda on the up and up for Netflix. Yeah. Um he does Aladdin in twenty nineteen, which is a big deal. Gemini Man, which we have opinions on, which we'll yeah. discuss, and Bad Boys for Life in twenty twenty. He's done thirty three films and the first thing I think when I mentioned that to people was like, What? Only thirty three, they expect mm-hmm. more. He's only done done 33. And let's take away two of them because they're animated. You take away Shark Tale and Spies in the Skies. That's down to 31. Yeah. Then you take away five more movies because they're really like guest appearances or small roles. Yeah. And what I mean by that is Where the Day Takes You, Made in America, Anchorman 2, Jersey Girl, Winter's Tale. Those aren't Will Smith movies. He makes an appearance, but they're not real movies. Yeah. That leaves you with 26 movies overall. And as far as my list is concerned... There are 10 movies of those 26 I'll never watch again. I'll never watch again. I've got eight that I'll watch maybe once or twice more in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I've got another eight that I'll watch, you know, on a consistent basis. Right. But that's the thing with Will. He, Like you said, he, doesn't make, he hasn't made a classic, and he's made a lot of flops. When he yeah. misses, he misses big. Yeah. Let me just take you through a run of some of his, some of his misses. And not even misses, because these are decent movies. But Six Degrees of Separation... Will gave a great performance, a good movie. I don't need to watch that movie again. No. You can scrap that away. Concussion. Cool. Will, you did your thing. You can scrap that movie away. I don't need to see it again. Bright. I don't need to see that movie again. Wild Wild West. I don't need to see that movie again. Collateral Beauty. Seven Pounds. Men in Black 2. Suicide Squad. Back, Legend of Bagger Vance. After Earth. Those are movies that I'll never, ever watch again in my life. Like, I don't know what you feel. If there's any movies on that list that you disagree with, but... um. Well, you know what I disagree with. Yeah. But um, I would add I Am Legend to that list. So I had that in my once to twice. I I could probably give I Am Legend one or maybe two more watches in my lifetime. It was good. It's fascinating that Will did that movie by himself. And what I mean by that is just he was, majority was him and the dog. I think that's just difficult. The The nerdness in me is appreciates the degree of difficulty. But I understand if you don't want to watch that because it's not a good movie per se. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? Nah, that's it. Um, So on his, like I said, once to twice, I might watch it one more time, twice on my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I've got Pursuit of Happiness, which I think is one of his best acting performances. It's mm-hmm. just not a movie that I think is going to, I'm not pop urgent. I'm not running to pop that in. I Am Legend. Ali. I'm going to save my thoughts on that. Independence Day. I recently watched Independence Day. Love Will in that movie. Love Jeff Goldblum in that movie. Love, Joe, love the guy that played Jeff Goldblum's dad in that movie. Love Bill Pullman. Not really a good movie. It's just not. It's not something I'm running to. I, I can, I'm probably going to go another 10 years before I watch that movie again. Um, Aladdin, I'll watch a couple more times. And the only reason I say Aladdin, I think Will Smith did a great job in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. You're talking about my era of Disney movies. Yeah, you know what I mean? The nineties, that Beauty and the Beast, that Lion King, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna go watch Aladdin, I'm gonna go watch the cartoon. That's just me. That's a personal preference type thing. Men in Black Three, I'll watch a couple more times. I don't need to see it again. Uh, besides that. I Robot, Hancock. Like, what about you? We got anything else to add on that? Um, no, not really. I'm I mean 
I pretty much agree with you. Um, the if I can say the only movie that I would really watch, keep watching again, is anything newer that we and like we said, we'll get to that as well. But Enemy of the State is one of those like I'm watching that like. But oh yeah, so let me cut you off. Yeah. So yeah, and I said the eight. The Will has eight movies that are just. I wouldn't say classics, but eight movies that at any given time I'll be watching them. Yeah. I'll be watching them. Those eight to me are Hitch, Enemy of the State, Bad Boys, all three of them. One, two, and Bad Boys for Life. Mm-hmm. You got Men in Black, Focus, and Gemini Man. Those eight mm-hmm. movies are the prime and the epitome of what I want to see from Will Smith. I want to see Will Smith being Will Smith, yeah. doing Will Smith things in movies. Yeah. Straight up. That's just what I want to see. And all those movies have that in common where you kind of let Will use his charm and use his character and build from there. Right. And I'm cool with that. Those are my favorite eight performances as far as the movies I watch over and over and over again. Um, I got. I would just add Ali pretty much to that list. You know me. And, and we're going to get into that one later. But Yeah, so now let's get into it now. I think that's important to talk about. So we made a list of our favorite Will Smith performances. Not his best performances, per se, but our favorite that we enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Um, full disclaimer, Pursuit of Happiness isn't on it. I need to just go ahead and just give him his props for the role that he played in that movie. Um, he won his second Oscar nomination in that film. It's a good acting performance by Will. Because you get caught up in, I've been on record saying that Will Smith's not what you call a quote-unquote great actor. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is he's not classically trained. He wasn't, he didn't go to school to be an actor. It's the charisma and the character of Will Smith that, you know, builds his persona. Pursuit of Happiness is when he kind of figured it out and he went for it. He, he, it resonates on film. I think having his real son in that role helped him dig deeper to a place to where he needed to reach to, to play, um, you know, play that character. Definitely. But, what are your thoughts? So, like I said, it's not on our top five list, but I think it needs to be recognized for what yeah, for sure. We, you know, we're gonna give it his flowers. It's a great performance. Um, just like you said, I believe that if you know the real story, his the son was really like nine months old, so he wasn't he wasn't with him. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think he used his real son, and, and and the rest is history. It's just I don't want people to feel like we don't know how great Will was in this movie. His performance is is dope, but personally. Um, I have a daughter. I watched that movie as a, a in oh six at six seventeen, and now I watched it, you know, again as a as a thirty one year old man with two children, and uh, yeah, it, it you it's a tearjerker. So he did his thing. That was the purpose. Um, so I'm, I'll I'll go ahead and start my list off. Mm. Number five for me, Hitch. Like I said, a lot of this has to do with the time that it was Hitch came out I believe in 2005 maybe 2006 one of the two um at that point I was 18 19 years old I'm going on dates so this was a Valentine's Day date movie so I remember taking a couple women to the movies to go see Hitch and just going to go see Will Smith and being <laughs> nigga said a couple <laughs> y'all hear him flexing nah that wasn't even no flex I was 18 19 man that's, that's what cool. you did everybody hey, had man, listen, everybody was in cool. three relationships at that point <laughs> but um just seeing just Will lost that, two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> just listening to, uh, just watching Will in that role, that rom com role. 
Rom-coms have been a staple of movies. Will hadn't had one on his resume. He had the charisma for it, and when he went for it, he pulled it off. I can't talk about Will rom-coms and Will leading women without kind of bringing up this topic, though. This is something I just have to mention. Will reached a certain level of stardom that a black man hadn't reached um, in quite some time when he was very young. And Will kind of dominated the box office. Like we said earlier, he had those eight straight runs. Will was Will is a smart guy in general. Like Will is just generally he could have went to MIT if he wasn't an actor. He can do the Rubik's Rubik's Cube in less than fifty five seconds. He's done that on film and in television show on the Fresh Prince. Um I just don't I think Will had enough pull to where he could have gotten a lot more black women looks. In a lot of his films. Yeah. And I, and I want to be clear on this. I don't think it's Will Smith's responsibility. I don't think that Will ever went out of his way to be anything other than Will Smith. I think Will is somebody who, ex- like, appreciates his blackness. I've never seen him talk down on it. And I never got the impression where, look at somebody like OJ was. Like, OJ mm-hmm. was escaped his blackness. Yeah. So he didn't want to be associated with that. I'm not black, I'm OJ. Mm-hmm. Will never did that. Will appreciated us. He still speaks out on black issues. Mm-hmm. Will married... A black woman. Will got black kids. Like, Will never ran away from, you know, being a black man. Like I said, talking about Will, I just thought I would have liked to see him use his flex to get more black women in those roles. Even Mendez is in Hitch. Love Eva Mendez. She did a great job. Um, But if you look at Will's movie career, his black leads, as far as women, you got Regina King in Enemy of the State. You got Gabrielle Union in... Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2. Yeah. And she would have been in the movie anyway because she's still Martin Lawrence's sister. Right. So it's just interesting to see. Anytime there's a second lead, whether they're a romantic interest or not, they're not black women. And I think that appeals to... I think that's towards Will's Hollywood appeal, but I yeah. feel like at some point he could have been like, yo, let's get this person mm-hmm. or that person or this black actress to play this role. I think it really would have yeah. meant a lot. And like I said, I appreciate the fact that you didn't just go Charlize Theron and as much as I love her. Yeah. You went with a minority role as Eva Mendez and Hitch, but it's just always something I looked at when you look at somebody with Will Star Power. Um, like I said, I don't want to bear that responsibility on him, but he changed Hollywood. And uh, just to kind of not have that second black lead like that is always interesting to me. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Will could definitely do a lot more for her in that sense. But he knows, he knows enough people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's definitely roles that I could see Regina Hall in. You know, uh, Nia Long. I mean, the the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and get straight to my number five, and I'm gonna go straight to it because a lot of people gonna diss this, but Wild Wild West is my number five. Um, <laughs> and my reason is for one. <laughs> If you listen to episode zero, then you know that 8585 is a staple in our lives, movies, blase, blase, my grandparents' house. That is an 8585 classic. I watched that movie so much at my grandparents' house. Like, it just it just means so much to me. And it's a it's a full-fledged Will Smith performance. Like, it's just Will carrying that movie to the only the only way he can. And and to prove my point, I'll say this. That movie won a lot of Razzies, but Will didn't win shit. That's real. <laughs> Will held his own. He's the reason why you went to see it. Shit. So, Wild Wild West is an awful movie. Horrible. I'm not going to be too harsh on you because I defend Soul Plane. 
Yeah, man. Um, that shit is cool. That's another conversation <laughs> for another day and another podcast. I, I'm a defender of Soul Plane. Reach out to me if you have any questions. We can talk about it. But Wild Wild West is a bad movie. Bad enough to where... And I'll agree with you, school. Will Smith was not bad in Wild Wild West. Yeah. That's a very big misconception. It is not true. But I'll never watch Wild Wild West again. Maybe once, just because I told you I'd watch it once. Yeah. But it's not a movie I'm really like aiming to see. Right. Um. Interesting choice. That's cool. Listen, I'm going into my informative bag, into my <laughs> trivia bag, I guess yeah. as you would call it. Wild Wild West was very interesting. I got a couple little tidbits about Wild Wild West because obviously um, we have a segment for this later, so we'll flag that. But one of my favorite stories is, and people who don't know, Wild Wild West was a TV show like yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, it didn't just, this wasn't just some original script. It was a TV show back in the 60s. And there's a gentleman by the name of Robert Conrad who was the, he was James West in the TV show. Yeah. Um, and you know how movies do. You're basing a movie off a TV show. You're trying to get some original characters back to make a cameo. They wanted Robert Conrad in the movie, and he read the script and said, absolutely not. Y'all crazy. Yeah. Matter of fact, don't even put this movie out. <laughs> like, yeah. put some respect on what we did back in the 60s. That's yeah. pretty much what he was about. They, of course, um, big studio heads, they mm-hmm. go against his wishes because who cares about what he got to yeah, say? Exactly. Make the movie, it does terrible. Mm-hmm. Wins Razzies. For those who don't know what Razzies are, Razzies are like the Oscars for bad movies. So if your movie's terrible, we're talking about crossover terrible, yeah. where Wayne Brady's a bad guy. Yeah. That's when you're going to win a Razzie, when you got stuff like that going on. Razzie um, Elite. Yeah, Razzie Elite. Yeah, that's a Hall of Fame <laughs> Razzie right there. Um, if anybody's seen Crossover, you feel my pain. But that movie won five Razzies. I think it's important to note Will didn't win any of them. Like I said, yeah. Will carried that movie, carried but it won movie. five Razzies. Mm-hmm. Robert Conrad went to the Razzies, the actual award show, mm-hmm. accepted them in person, three of them at least, excuse me, and then hand-delivered them to the recipients. Yeah. Just as kind of like one of them, I told you so's, this movie was going to be trash, it is trash, here's yes. your trash-ass award. Yes. Like, so, yeah. I, I just always found that story interesting, but I appreciate pettiness like that. Yeah. Shout out to Robert Conrad. <laughs> Listen to your legends. Yeah. Listen to your OGs. When they tell you something ain't gonna work, it probably won't it ain't work. Gonna so. work. And don't forget, uh, Will apologized to him. Yeah, Will apologized. Yeah. I said that. Yeah, Will apologized yeah. to him publicly. Yeah. yeah. Um, number four for me is Focus. Focus is a movie that I enjoy because there's a lot of interesting things that makes you think. It's not a complex movie, I'd say, to the degree because yeah. once you, the first time it watch it, it is. After that, it's not. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. It's got fun people in it. You got a lot of interesting things going on. You got con men. You got Will Smith being Will Smith. It doesn't really get much better than that. I know Focus is a, the product of a lot of ridicule um, because of the script in itself. Yeah. And I found that common with Will Smith. He suffers from scripts. Um, but his performance is everything you want to see from Will Smith. So I have that number four on my list. What about you? Bad Boys 1, man. Okay. Bad Boys 1. Um it goes back to that just that loss of the, of innocence, like, and not only for, not only for Will, but just for me as well, like, you know, uh, a different time in my life, man. But Will, Will, Will in this movie held his own with Martin Lawrence. If you don't know this, Martin is one of the greatest improv 
comedians as as well as physical comedy but the script once again going back to the script situation will has come across a lot of shitty scripts and michael bay the director of bad boys had a shitty script on his hands and he pretty much gave them the right to like do you do your thing improv like okay this is the scene it sucks uh, can you do this? See what you can do with this. And him and Will, Martin and Will made magic and they stripped me of my innocence, man. I was cussing. I think I went back to school and I said a cuss word I heard in that movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> sorry, <bro>. moms. <laughs> nah, that means that, 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 that's number four for you. That's number two for me. Yeah. A couple of reasons you just pointed out. That's the first time we saw Will Smith as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that Will Smith said you know, bad words and things of that nature. That was a big deal to us. He held his own. That's when you first knew he was a movie star. Um, Mike Lowry is one of the most iconic characters in movie history, especially yeah. in the culture. Definitely. When you think about our relationship with the police, if we were ever to be police officers, we would want to be Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Straight up. Straight like, up. Mike Lowry was in rap lyrics. Like, yeah. the character, not Will Smith himself, yeah. but the character with Mike Lowry, Lowry like, yeah. was in rap lyrics, yeah. hip-hop lyrics. That, that he was a cultural impact. Like, he took the marquee from Martin. Yeah. Like you said, you what Martin used to do on screen and what Will used to make it work, very reminiscent of Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Where you take a bad script and you just mm-hmm. say, "Man, I just need you to do it. Be yeah. Eddie, man. be Eddie, yeah, be do Eddie. Thing, let's make this man. work." And when you can, when you can shake the box office like that just by being you, mm-hmm. that says a lot. So, Bad Boys was the first cool guy I saw on screen. Yeah, Mike Lowry was the first cool dude I yeah. wanted. To, like straight up, yeah, like it was. It was The Rock. It was Jay Z. It was Mike Lowry. Yes, sir. Like, and that's what it was for me as a kid, nine, ten year old kid growing up. What's number three for you? Enemy of the state. That's my number three too. Yeah, that's my number okay. three. Okay, so um, for me, it's number three because of the the great acting. Like I said, this is this is that movie where you know Will, like we said, he went on that run, and this is how he ended it. And another thing I didn't peep too was this was the the first movie he made for adults like this wasn't for us for real this wasn't you know what i mean so that's why we didn't see this and that's why this is probably one of the took me the longest to watch movies like i probably didn't watch this for the first time until i was 17 18 and now i'm re-watching again i'm like yo will did his thing in this and to think about the cast john voights and gene hackman gene hackman like these are legends you know but yeah he did his thing in that so Go ahead, you know, give your reasons. Everything you just said. So when you grow up with somebody like Will Smith, you're prone to stay connected to the memories when you first met him. Like you said, Enemy of the State was the first movie that wasn't for us. It wasn't a Men in Black. It wasn't a Wild Wild West. It wasn't Independence Day. It wasn't something that we mentioned earlier. Movies were a big deal in the 90s. Pack the family up. We're going to go see this. That was the first Will Smith movie where you didn't because it wasn't for us. So as we see it when we're older, you realize like, dang, Will, like you said, Will did his thing in this. Will held his own as an actor. That's one of the, if you want to look at the scope of black actors in Hollywood, that was a role that anybody could have played. If you look at the movie Enemy of the State, any actor at that time could have played that. But the fact that they chose Will... I think just said a lot. 
Um, Gene Hackman is he, he's the star of that movie. Will doesn't have enough acting chops yet to really hang with Gene Hackman. <laughs> nah. Um, in nineteen ninety eight, yeah, but Will definitely was in a whole different role. He was able to be himself. He was able to kind of give you that same humor that he gives you on television and in this previous movies and also let you know like all right then he can take a role and really run with it he can really make it his own and he headlined that movie but the movie with gene hackman in 1998 you're headlining that movie i think that says everything that you need to know about you and where your career is going like i said previously men in black he was still the third option for that role enemy of the state no he took less money to do this movie because he wanted to work with Gene Hackman. Tony Scott knew he wanted to do Enemy of State with Will Smith. So that just means a lot for number three. And like you said, it's one of those movies as an adult. You watched, we watched it recently. Will did his thing yeah. in that. It's got yeah. a lot of good one-liners, everything you expect from a Will movie. <laughs> number two for me is Men in Black. Okay, okay. That's number one for me. Yeah, I think that uh, Will... It, showed you guys like not only can i act but i think you guys forgot i can rap too and i got the number one album in the world right now like so when he dropped a single he didn't have the number one album at that time in 97 well no no well number one he had the number one single though yes men in black yes because he dropped men in black and that got us hyped for the movie like and then he had the aliens in the video and man that was that was crazy um and it goes back to what i was saying earlier too about just having catchphrases and and me watching that movie, seeing that movie, and anything that I could grasp from that movie and say, I did. Like I remember, I remember wanting to get Ray Bans, like not knowing that Ray Bans were. I remember that's the yeah, first time I ever knew, knew what, a, what Ray Bans were. were. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, I didn't know that they were six hundred dollars or whatever they are. You know, because I know they're expensive. Yeah, like I still ain't bought no Ray Bans. Yeah, man. I lose glasses too easy. Yeah, for that. and it ain't gonna happen. So, but there are plenty of fake men in black shades out here and i've Absolutely. had at least four or five pairs from from 97 to right now <laughs> yeah nah, that's real <laughs> so that's real man well that's number one for me because i told y'all in episode zero nostalgia what movies kind of mean to mm-hmm. us this was one of the first pack up the family i'm 10 years old will smith like i said is the first movie star that i know Pack up the family. We're going to go see this movie. And it delivered in every single way that you wanted it to deliver. Introduced me to Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Like I said, who was hilarious in this movie. Will Smith went above and beyond what you wanted from him from a movie like this. And it solidified him as an A-lister. So, I know what your number one movie is. And yeah. I'll comment on that because I love that. But I have my own thoughts on it. But... That's the reason why this movie is number one, just because it was the first time we saw Will Smith really being that superstar that he is. I'm 10 years old. I just, I go back to 1997 and I think about that time and where I was in my life and Will killed it. He had the opportunity to do anything he wanted after mm-hmm. this movie. He really did. Definitely. Like, and that's why his his performance shows, is it a good movie? Yeah. Not necessarily. It doesn't, it's 90 minutes, which is, a, I kind of appreciate that. If I'm gonna get not a if I'm not gonna get a critically acclaimed Oscar movie, make it ninety minutes, man. Give me in and out. Let me get my jokes. Let yeah. me get my good performance, and let me get up out of there going about my day. And I appreciate Men in Black for that. As I was rewatching it, I'm just like, oh, this movie like only got thirty minutes left. Yeah, it's one of those types where you look up like, oh, I'm 
I feel like I barely watch anything and it's almost over. Yeah. So I appreciate Men in Black and that's my number one Will performance. Yeah. Let me give a side note. I want to give Will credit too for um, giving us, teaching us about samples because I think Will, when he made Men in Black, was the first time yeah, that, we, learned about that we learned Pops. about a sample. Like, because yeah. we was jamming out to it. And I think, what was, yeah, we was listening to Men in Black and moms and pops was in the car we listened to that and we was jamming you know know the bars and no everything. no no the story was we were listening to the original version oh, okay okay that's we what it was the original yeah, version yeah. so we're in the car as kids on a va- on a family vacation and we listen to the original version that's made by patricia russian yeah patricia russian made forget the original, me not forget me not yes and we hear that song and we hear the beat and we're in yeah. the back seat like oh this is the men in black yeah this is the men in black song yeah, yeah. my pops turn yeah, around yeah. like what <laughs> will smith took this from patricia <laughs> russian like yeah. so he got us hip to sample yeah. puff was big for that back in 97 yeah. and back in the day as well mm-hmm. but I specifically remember that moment where I yeah. realized that all music wasn't original, original music. Yes, um, and that was just a big deal to me back when, when I was ten years old. Um, but no, I'm gonna go ahead and get to my number one. My number one is Ali, and you you know why? To me, this is Will embodies this character, um, and I believe it has a lot to do with Muhammad Ali personally wanting him to play this role muhammad ali said you're the only man as pretty as me as half as pretty as me that can play this role um and i mean he everything he embodied it he looks like him um even his build in the movie is is like his but i think the biggest thing that i would say is he it shows how much he was into this movie by the movies after for one he took this role with him to other movies um it's a a a big scene in bad boys 2 um where him and martin are arguing and he's talking about going to therapy and they show this little side clip of will and therapy and uh he's fucking his therapist of course because that's mike liar um (laughs) so um she calls him poppy and he says that's daddy right but he sounds just like muhammad ali like he couldn't shake this character um not to mention he gained what 30 40 pounds of muscle of muscle so that's why even uh what four years later in hitch he's busting out that damn flashback shirt and and i think he he you feel his pain in those um, what three or four years that Muhammad Ali couldn't fight. I think Will embodied that. Like I felt bad, not only for Muhammad Ali, but I felt bad for Will. You know, Will did his thing. That's just it boils down to me. And I know you don't feel like it's a well, great movie. Well, yeah. Uh, listen, Will, the role he played in Ali is, in my personal opinion, his best acting roles. Like it's, it's, his, it's his best acting performance. Yeah. I think you had Pursuit of Happiness right after that, mm-hmm. but Ali is definitely it. This list, like I said, is our favorite, our kind of most, you know, the one we re- the ones we remember the most. Yeah. I remember my pops being hyped for Ali coming out. And I also remember leaving Ali and asking him what he thought about it. I'm 14 at this time, yeah. so... You know, my pops having them conversations. Yeah, and he just definitely. said there was a lot more that they could have done with this because mm-hmm. Ali's life was a lot more. Yeah, that's my sixth man. Um, I think only because Ali, the movie itself, 
for uh, here's the best thing I can say about this. For a movie to be about somebody I love as much mm-hmm. as Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. and to be starring someone as much as I love as Will Smith, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it like as many as much as I should. You get what I'm saying? You, you tell me there's a movie about Muhammad Ali and it's starring Will Smith. That I feel like that's something I would have told myself. I'm probably gonna watch this once a year at mm-hmm. least. And I don't have that same effect because it's not really a good movie. It's got great acting and it's got great scenes. But Michael Mann does that from time to time. I'm not the yeah. biggest Michael Mann guy, and that's right. crazy to say because he made Heat, he made yeah. Collateral, yeah. and Heat is, uh, we'll, we'll have to have that. That's a that's four-hour a podcast. Yeah, easily. But, um, I don't know. Ali just doesn't, it's just a movie. I'm like, man, I wish they could have, today they would have done a miniseries with it. They would have done yeah. something like The People vs. OJ on right, FX. Right, right, right. They would have made it like a 10 episode and really covered all the bases. Yeah. Um, but in 2001, they tried to pack so much about yeah. Ali in a two-hour yeah. movie, and it just... Yeah, because sometimes I'll be feeling like, man, maybe you ain't watching it a lot, because, I mean, maybe you feel that... Because Pops watched that movie all the time. Like, it was certain, just certain... That movie has certain sounds to it, like, that you just know. With That movie, to me, I can watch... I probably watch that movie twice a year. So oh, it's just, yeah. So it's you just watch the whole weird. movie. Do you skim? Do you skip two no, parts? I watched the whole movie. Do you? Yeah. All right. Maybe um, I'm maybe I'm by myself on that. I I would say so. I think so. I don't think it's a good movie. I think they could have done. I and, think there's so much more you could do with it. And and, and you are absolutely correct. Um, because Michael Mann has said that he was upset with the finished product because he his plan was to go from when uh, Muhammad Ali was born. You know what I mean to. Because the whole situation with his pops was bigger than that. Like, just a couple arguments on scene. Like, he was like, it's a whole lot of stuff that he didn't get to. And it, like, today would be perfect to make that. That, man, 10-parter, that 8-parter. If you you know, I don't know if you know or not, Spike Lee was originally attached to this project. (laughs) It's cool. You always like to tell that story. Yeah, man, he was attached to it. And when they sat down to do it and everything was looking good, Will told him, like, yo, if we do this movie, like, you're going to have to open your horizons a little bit. And Spike was like, oh, all right. And walked up and left. Like, then I ain't going to do it. Like, yeah, I'm much, the director. Yeah, pretty much what he meant was Will, Will was flexing his star power. Yeah. Not a diss of Spike, but no, just, no. everybody knows if you're a Spike Lee fan, like, Spike Lee has mm-hmm. a very specific style of yeah. telling movies. Yeah. And Will was like, if you're doing this movie, we got to do it a different this, way. Yeah. And obviously the whole story behind, you know, I think you mentioned it, Ali personally called Will Smith and told Three him. Three in the morning. Yeah, you're the only person pretty enough to play yeah. me and he convinced him to take this role because Will avoided yeah. it for years. So Years. Um, yeah. Like I said, his best acting performance, your favorite performance, it's not really on my list, but I would give him his props man, and I respect Don't you him. never let me, never let you <laughs> think you talk to Angelo like that, man. Like, man, like parts like that, like I, ain't no way they ain't ad-lib, man. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get into some career what-ifs um, for Will Smith. I think the biggest one, I think people know even if you're a casual Will Smith fan, is 1999, Will Smith turned down The Matrix, the role of Neo in The Matrix, to make Wild Wild West. We've already talked about Wild Wild West and what a move that was, but I think it's interesting, and Will Smith agrees, he's on record saying this, The Matrix doesn't work with Will Smith, especially not in 1999. 
when you think about that time, Will Smith is as hot and as big as he's going to be. Yeah. That's peak Will Smith at that time. Yeah, for sure. So when you have a star that big in a movie like The Matrix, it kind of overpowers it. Keanu Reeves brought everything you needed to The Matrix as Neo. And even Will Smith admitted that. Like, I couldn't have played that role. He he said when they pitched The Matrix to him, he didn't understand it. Yeah. Which is understandable. In nineteen the late 1990s, before technology, somebody's trying to explain yeah. what The Matrix is about, you might not get it either. Yeah. yeah. But he said he's happy that Keanu Reeves did it because he took it to a place where he knew he couldn't have. So, I think that's a big one, but I'm happy with the... It, it, one thing I'll say about Will is very important. He was very, like I said, we, we spoke about earlier, he's very smart. He was very intent about what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a movie star. Mm-hmm. Him and his manager looked at the top 10 movies of all time and saw that a lot of them were science fiction. Yeah. So that's why he leaned into those early in his career. Mm-hmm. Wild Wild West is kind of a science fiction, but so is The Matrix. Yeah. Picking the wrong one of those two movies yeah. is, is a big I don't think it changes the trajectory of Will Smith because he's still Will Smith. Yeah. But it's interesting to look at in that sense. I've got an interesting what if in it. Mine's is Jamie. Like, a lot of movies that Will kind of passed up on or said he couldn't do, um, Jamie wound up doing. And and I'm saying all this to say this. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie did, in 97, held up, I want to say. Was that 97? Yeah, Bait or held up. Bait held up, one of those. Will did Men in Black. Think about how he caught up with Will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a that I mean we're gonna do the Jamie thing. For example, Will was originally set to play Willie Beeman in Any Given Sunday, or Chris Taylor Jr. and Dream Girls, or even Django, and he passed up on those. So that's interesting, right there, just because. I would have loved to see Will Smith trying to take on that Django role. He looked at the script and realized that Christopher Waltz was the star of the movie, not Django himself, the character of Django. Um, he said he liked the script, but he just felt that the movie wasn't for him. Say what you want. I mean, if you've seen Django and Jamie did his thing with it, I I, I think that it worked out perfectly. But it would have been interesting to see Will Smith take that kind of risk and take that kind of role. Um in that second part of his career. So uh, that is definitely a career what if for him. Uh, one for me is Rush Hour. Carter and Lee. Like Carter and Lee was not, you know, Will Smith was considered for the role of Carter before Chris Tucker was cast. Actually, if you really want to get deep into it, the two actors that they landed on for Rush Hour were Martin Lawrence and Chris Farley. Um, now, even before Chris Farley passed away, unfortunately, they realized that they wanted to get somebody else besides a white actor, so they, yeah. they decided they were, they were going to get an Asian lead. But, you know, Martin, Dave Chappelle, they were considered for that role yeah. of Carter before it actually went to Chris Tucker. And I don't know. I don't know if Will Smith does it because he has bad boys. I don't know if a buddy, another buddy cop movie really does it for him, but I like how Rush Hour turned out. Interesting yeah. conversation that a lot of people have. I don't know how you feel about it is. You taking Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett, or you taking Lee and Carter? Oh no, you don't know. Nah. Oh I man, know. I think I'm taking Lee and Carter, man. Nah, nah, I'm taking I'm taking Lowry and Burnett, man. Nah. I'm taking them over the rush hours. That's just my own personal opinion. You know, we'll we'll, we'll settle that debate one day. Um, but you got that, and like I said, Trey Styles, just yeah. what he does with that movie, what he does with Bad Boy, uh, Boys in the Hood, excuse me, if. What Will Smith does with Boys in the Hood, if he's Trey Styles, I think that just sends his career maybe on a whole different path. And 
Maybe typecast him. Who knows? But let's kind of wrap this up as far as Will Smith goes, what he has coming up. What are some things that he has that's in line that you're excited for? Uh, King Richard, man. I'm I'm super duper excited about it because me and you always had the Oscar combo. Will Will get an Oscar? Um, I, I say know. yeah. I, I say yeah. And I think that this this is that half. This this that the third act because now he's he's fifty and he's he's admitting that he's yeah, willing will, to. Will will be fifty two in September. Yeah, and he's and he's finally not finally because I don't think he's ever ran from his age. Um, but I think he's finally like, yo, I'm at that third part of my career. And if he's going to get an Oscar, it's definitely going to be playing either a biopic, somebody playing somebody or embodying a character so good. Like, damn, I didn't even think that you could do this. Like, that's it. And, and King Richard playing Serena and, uh, Venus's father. I think that's going to be the one. So get ready when that drop. Oscar coming for Will. We'll see what happens with it. King Richard is something I'm excited about. That's set to drop in 2021. A couple of things in production. You got Bad Boys 4. Uh, who knows what the actual working title of that is. If you saw Bad Boys for Life and you saw the end credits, you knew Bad Boys 4 was yeah, going to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is just a franchise similar to like Lethal Weapon where you just yeah. kind of keep building and keep mm-hmm. going. It doesn't have to stop if, it's keep make, if it keeps making money and people like the characters and it makes sense. Um, he's supposed to play Nicky Barnes in the in the council. Yeah, I would love to see Will Smith in that role. Um, you talk about Oscar and roles, depending on how that movie's made mm-hmm. and how that script goes. I think you can really do a lot of things with that, and Will can really be a star. Another thing that you have is Bright Two. I've yeah. already discussed Bright. Truth be told, I never watched the original because everybody said it was bad. I mentioned my boy Phil. Phil told me that it's so bad I had to keep watching. Yeah, um, it's one of those type the truth. movies. So, those are just a couple of things that I know about that have a little bit of substance to them as far as what Will's got coming up. It's interesting looking at Will in his 50s and 60s as he gets up or up there in age, what kind of roles he takes. Um, I, I really think he needs to capitalize on this 50 run. Yeah, I think he needs to make as many action movies and as many... You know, Denzel's in his 60s doing Equalizer too. I think Will can kind of take advantage and, and make it work. Because that's the Will Smith we want to we want to see in the movie theaters. That's yeah. the one we grew up with. So, yeah, I, as much as I want to see him get an Oscar, I don't know if he's built for it. Um, no disrespect to him and what he's done and what he's accomplished, but is it worth me seeing a Will Smith Oscar movie one time versus a Gemini Man type of movie yeah. that I watch yeah. for the rest of my life? You yeah. know, that's what I'm kind of looking at. Well, he got a Emancipation coming out. That's another one that he just signed on for with uh, and. What is his name? Antoine Facou? Facua? Fuqua? Fuqua. Yeah, he just signed up for that. So he playing Antoine a slave Fuqua. in that one. He playing a slave. So I don't But he want to play Django? He don't he want to be you you missed the part where he said, I'm not the star I'm not the star. I'd rather and be Django and be the second than be the star and be a slave. I don't know Christopher Waltz's acting career. And I'm sure it's long and extensive, but it's probably Everything I've seen Christopher Waltz and he's killed it. But I'm what I'm trying to get at is he's he's probably got a long history in from the country where he's from. Yeah. But Will probably like I don't know dude well enough. He ain't, he shouldn't be top billing me. Yeah. Not at that point. That's what I think that was. Like Jamie didn't have no issue with it because we all know Jamie is different. Like Jamie don't mind. Come on, Jamie's gonna do Jamie. Yeah. But Will yeah, gonna do Jamie. Will. Like he's the beginning of that. Will's always gonna do Will. 
So that lets me know that Will saw that this is it's first off it's Quentin Tarantino. So you know off rip the Oscars, it's already gonna get that buzz. So about Django or is Yeah, Django. Okay. Django. So I feel like he knew that this was uh, the Oscar wasn't gonna go to him. I'm excited for Will's future, what he's gonna bring to us on screen. Um, let me ask you this, just while we wrap up. If you poll people on the street that were from the culture, mm-hmm. what's the Will project you think they watched the most? Um, on the, from our culture, yeah, Bad Boys. I think they watch Fresh Prince the most. I think Fresh Prince is still the most watched thing from our culture, more than Bad Boys. I just think that Fresh Prince. I mean, Fresh Prince was the blackest thing that Will did. Mm-hmm. I just think that you, if you ask the average Will fan, what they like the most, they're not going to his movies. They probably go back to Fresh Prince, and I think that summarizes. What I feel about Will, like I say, he's a star. He's a, he's unquestionably a star, and you can't deny that from him. And nobody ever would. But it's fascinating that he does not have one quote unquote classic in his resume. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest classic he has is Fresh Prince, and people will probably watch Fresh Prince over before they watch a lot of his movies. Yeah. And I think if you watch a lot of his movies. Majority of his movies, his best work was in the early, the mid to early nineties. His first run was his best work. Yes. So that kind of, you know, that's like if Denzel's, if Denzel gave you Training Day, back when Glory came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But right, right. Denzel's giving you performances every decade, mm-hmm. like classic ones. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? A, Malcolm every X. Decade, like he has a character. Alonzo. Will Smith doesn't have that, and mm-hmm. that's what's interesting about it. It's the force of Will Smith. So yeah. his career is good, but. But that goes back to that big brother effect. Like, that's our big brother. So yeah. we... But the truth is the truth. But yeah, man, like I said, I, I give all... I give Will all his flowers. Um, Like I said, it's just one of those where you look back. There was a time a month ago where you think of Will Smith in one way and then you look back at his filmography and it's like, man, Will doesn't have a lot of good movies. So it's just an interesting concept, but that never replaces what Will Smith meant to me. Like I said, it's Will Smith... The Rock, Jay-Z, for me, as far as my childhood and just icons. So I never want to take that away from him. Anything else before we wrap this up, school? Shout out to, man, shout out to Will, man. I, I hope somehow this comes across your your desk or whatever. However you listen to podcasts, brother, your phone, whatever. And I just want you to know, man, fuck August. That's it. All right, man, so that wraps this up. Um, appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode. Like I said, we'll go into some actors and actresses every once in a while, but we're going to deep dive into some movies. The first movie we're going to start with is one we talked about fondly on episode zero, the five heartbeats. Yes. yes. It just means so much to us. This might be a five hour podcast. (laughs) Hey, we apologize now. Um, not really, but it could be like, if you want to have a conversation with us, Outside of the podcast about Five Heartbeats, I'd love to discuss it with you. I know School would as well. Just between the documentary and the movie itself and break down our favorite songs, our favorite characters, our best scenes, things of that nature. So we hope you are tuned in. We hope you, you know, we get your feedback. We appreciate you for listening and supporting. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends about us. Y'all be cool how y'all be cool. Peace.